Good morning. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Jordan is in from Powderhorn Guns and Archery, and uh, man, he has brought in an arsenal uh, and some real drool-worthy firearms. We'll get around to that uh, during show and tell a little bit later on. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing wonderful on this uh, maybe rainy day. Maybe. Uh, did you see that horizon out there? I mean, it really, <laughs> yeah. Really looks. We, we need it. We're all putting in food plots this time of year for hunting purposes, and uh, and we need, we need a little bit of rain on that seed. Well, I think this week <laughs> you're going to get it. This week you're going to get it. I I apologize. I would have done more show prep for the for the program this morning, but I've been watching the coronation. <laughs> Uh, with bated breath uh, for King Charles, and uh, well, you know, you got to have your priorities. That's that's right. Yeah, I'm, I've been keeping track of it nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I turned on Fox News this morning, and it was just the church and the organ and the music and the playing, and it was the whole. I mean, it was like a forty minutes of it. I just it was like Brian was watching it though. Brian Brian loves this. Song. Oh, I don't miss it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, every moment. Just fact, riveting, isn't it? Can you keep it down? Because I'm kind of watching, watching it. it on the monitor. <laughs> still, still going. Yeah, I noticed you didn't wear one of those furry hats in here today. <laughs> well, I I left it in the car, but I wore it oh, as a tribute. You? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> along with a crown. Oh boy, the clown prince. Because how long has this guy been waiting to be coronated to be you know the king? He's just signed the paper and. And get it over done with, with it. Okay? <laughs> Put the flipping crown on and walk down the street. And do they go have home. to do the same thing for the queen now after the king? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea because I. Well, really, I can call Jennifer and yeah, Jennifer do a Bukowski, segment with her because uh, none of us really gives a rodent's rectum. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, uh, we were uh, talking, Jordan and I, um, about watching uh, uh, movies and TV programs. Where there's an anachronism, they'll they'll put a firearm in uh, a scene that, you know, predates the firearm. Uh, they'll do that with cars. A lot of times, they'll see a movie and it takes place in 1960, and they show a '63 Chevy. It's like, no, 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 no. That, uh, and it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's just you'd think that somebody would be paying attention to that. But we've got an article here uh, from uh, National Gun Broker. And it's uh, Firearms of Cinema. And they point out, uh, at the very beginning uh, of this one film, uh, Danny Archer has a small Glock 26 as his concealed carry piece. One thing you have to keep in mind is the fact that the film is supposed to take place in 1999, so the Glock 43s and other variants weren't available just yet. Uh, at the same time, Glock 26, one of the most reliable compact options on the market, and I'm I know that everybody loves the Glocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the more ubiquitous firearms in all of the industry. I'm just not a big Glock fan. <laughs> they seem to have a love-hate on them. You know, <clears throat> especially in that time, that 90s, that early 90s. I mean, they were the they were the simple, lightweight, survive-anything gun. You had some Six, and you had some stuff from Smith & Wesson, but it really wasn't. Most of it was not up to snuff with, with what that that firearm became. And I said, you had some stuff in Smith & Wesson, but it was still steel. So it was heavier. Um, it had other problems. You had lots of rust problems and finish problems and things like that. And, man, that Glock came out. And Mr. Glock, which there is a Mr. Glock, he just made it stupid, stupid and simple. And it's just, it was a great gun, especially if you were in law enforcement, because I was in law enforcement at that time. And that's what we all had. And that was that was the backup carry I had on my vest and uh, had that for, gosh, years and years and years until we all started to go back to 9mm. 
and they yeah. switched around. And there's lots more stuff now, but man, at that time, that was that was it. That was the simple, easy gun to have as long as you had a, a big enough hand. And they've held on to a huge market share. Yeah, they have. And I'm I, and by the way, I'm not. If anybody's a Glock fan, I'm not <laughs> tearing them down. I'm not saying they're a terrible gun. They're not. Yeah. They're a great gun. It's just not my favorite. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to be. <laughs> don't, you don't want any hate mail. Yeah, I don't want any Glock hate mail. <laughs> if you're a Glock fan, <laughs> yeah, fine. That's good. I, I'm good with it. I'm uh, good with it. Uh, later on in this movie, Danny Archer meets a good friend at the bar who buys an HK USB compact from him. Since Danny's Glock 26 was confiscated, his friend even says he has something special for Danny in the film, which makes sense for the timeline. Again, if the film is based in 1999, the HK USB compact would still be relatively new, but had the reputation of being incredibly reliable, a workhorse by that time. And if you're running around in Africa and you needed a gun for self-defense, the HK-USB Compact is actually a really good choice. What do you think of the HP? The, the HK was an awesome HK. gun. Still is. Still is. Did, I, awesome. did I say HP? That's Hewlett Packard. They don't make any guns. Don't I was. You? I was going to let it go. I was going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, dude, those guns. Those guns are awesome. The biggest problem with the HKs that then and now is the the price point. You know, you're going to pay almost double what you were for for a Glock. They've worked on that a little bit, but I've had plenty of HKs. I had a, a P2000, which was came right after the compact in the early 2000s, uh, with their LEM trigger modifications. Awesome guns. But those USPs are great. They're just they're expensive guns. They're $900 new um, versus somewhere in that $500 range for just about everything else. But, man, they are good. I had a P30 for a long time. I probably had that for 15 years. Eventually, I just stopped using it, stopped carrying it, stopped training with it. So I went ahead and moved it down the road. I, it's probably the first gun I've sold. I just sold it like six months ago. I haven't yeah, sold well, a gun in forever. About a year and a half from now, you're going to be saying to <laughs> yourself, God, I wish I hadn't sold that. <laughs> Luckily, I know a guy I can buy another one from if I want it. <laughs> the, you know, for... Most of the Hollywood actors are all pro gun control. Yeah, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them are. They're they're to the left. They're big gun control fans, and yet they have every cutting edge firearm in just about every movie they make, and they wield them without any remorse, and then turn around and say, "Oh, we shouldn't have guns." It's a it's, it's a little disconnect there. Yeah. Maybe because they either think it's make-believe. I think a lot of it's the standard, once you get it, you, the power thing, right? You don't believe people should have enough power until you have it, then you have all the power. They don't believe people should have guns because, well, they've got a gun. That's different. They've been trained. They're, yeah. They're professionals. Yeah, they're special. They're, they've been, they've been speci specially trained by some Yahoo in Hollywood that they are completely safe with it. They also have access to it. They have security of their own. What's their need for it? So, I mean, I guess it'd be the same as trying to sell me a hard, large salt and pe pepper shaker collection i i don't care at all i don't need that but someone out there really wants it and those guys don't need the protection because they've got do you remember when money? bloomberg was being asked about security <laughs> yeah uh, michael bloomberg who's a multi-billionaire has armed security and somebody called him on the hypocrisy of his being anti-firearm and he said well i need it because <laughs> i'm rich i That's get right. i get you know threatened all the time <laughs> Well, yeah, so does everybody who walks down the street. They don't know who the bad guy is. Why do you get to protect yourself with guns, but the rest of us don't? <laughs> Let's look at the number of billionaires that are that are uh, attacked with firearms versus the, the number of people that are in uh, uh, our, our neck of the woods that don't really make uh, billions of dollars a year, and we'll see who gets attacked more. Yeah, I, I was going to hire Brian to carry a gun and, and protect me, but 
I think his face will do it for you. I mean, Ooh. he will scare off most people. No, 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 no. I didn't say that was ugly. Oh, no. He just looks tough. He's he, got that tough look about him. He could scare a hungry bulldog off a meat truck from 50 yards. So, you know, you don't have to apologize for that. Um, so that is a reliable... Uh, classic Car 15, uh, one of the most interesting firearms in the entire movie is the contractor's heavily modified uh, Car 15 rifles. Um, 10.5 Car 15 equipped with Aimpoint M2, old school surefires, uh, surefire lights, blast deflectors, custom rattle can paint job. Um, you know, <laughs> they, they really do get some neat firearms in those movies. Have you had one of these? No, I have not had one of those. I don't think I've ever held one of those. Yeah. You see, if you went to Hollywood, you could have one of those. <laughs> but it turns out you're a lousy actor. That's, that's a uh, fact. So they're going to put you in some comedy somewhere where <laughs> you never get near one. Um, anyway, I, uh, I, I remember that uh, CMMG uh, came out with their mutant uh, that... AR-15 that uh, shoots the uh, same round uh, as the AK-47s. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, MK, I think it's called the MK-47, I'm not yep. sure. Yep, yep. Um, and it was like shortly after that that Hollywood came calling yeah. and put it in a movie. Yeah. Uh, so they, they really are anti-gun, <laughs> but cutting-edge gun. Yeah. Well, if it makes them money, that's a little different. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, Jordan is with us, uh, Potterhorn Guns and Archery on Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Oh, we have got some neat firearms in uh, in the building, including a, a small 1911-style firearm. Speaking of which, triggers. Um, <laughs> I didn't think this was an issue. Flat versus curved. Does one trigger style offer performance benefits over the other? Uh, it's a question uh, that uh, one author attempted to answer. Uh, Springfield Armory uh, Ronin on one side and uh, Emissary on the other. Uh, one with a flat trigger, one with a curved trigger. I never noticed any difference at all. <laughs> it, most people wouldn't. I mean, it, it doesn't make, besides a little bit of a visual difference, it doesn't make that much of a difference to the casual shooter. It, it really doesn't. I mean, almost everything I think we brought in today has a, has a curved trigger that... Uh, that one might have a flat trigger on it. Uh, I go back and forth. It doesn't make a lot of dis difference to the way I shoot. It does make a difference to the way you pull the trigger. Um, a flat trigger, you tend to have trigger placement. Your finger placement on the trigger tends to be more consistent is what the people who shoot for a living uh, will tell you that uh, because it's a flat surface and it, it pulls straighter instead of having the curve where your finger can land on the curve anywhere, it always lands on a piece of metal that feels the same. Um, so your trigger uh, finger placement can be better but man i i have both i shoot a lot i think i don't shoot like those guys do like the professionals do i notice almost no difference whatsoever you notice differences because you have different triggers but when i've done it on the same gun and had both of them side to side when you you know do the whistle blows you pull out you do two shots um i, I notice no difference in in doing it I, nothing nothing at all <laughs> but there is a difference people will like one or the other and it's a it seems it's about 50 50 it's interesting. I I just never noticed a difference. So I I guess you really have to do that. Uh, you gotta you you've got to be 
almost competition level. It does. The curve trigger allows the trigger. Uh, it allows you with different different shooters with different length fingers to find a place on that trigger that's more comfortable for you to place your finger. Versus a flat trigger does does not have that. And then they've got flat triggers that have an angle. And flat triggers, um, like on some of the old 1911s, they have flat triggers that sit. 100 percent straight and it's yeah. a straight pullback um, versus an arced pull and that's that's a totally different uh, situation that you're talking about but it uh it, it's something i don't have people come in and go oh man if only that had a straight trigger on it yeah. i would have I bought that today <laughs> and then what is with the uh, the webbed uh trigger the you know they got all little holes in the back oh, like of the it. skeletonized trigger yeah, like, yeah that seems to be a big deal doesn't it um like, I, is that I, I have noticed nothing performance. I'll tell you, most of the performance triggers are that way. Um, I guess they'd save weight. They they look pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really have noticed no difference yet. Skeletonized hammers, skeletonized triggers. I think it's just a, a thing. There there might be some performance thing in there. Someone will tell me I get .239 microns faster trigger pull, but I I got nothing. I, I yeah, nothing about I, it. Maybe, it does look cool. Maybe it's just a way of saying this trigger is, right. has been worked and uh, it... I am better than you. That's what it is. It says, I am better than you, and look how cool this is. <laughs> uh, for the record, he's he's not. I That's just right. wanted to point that out to everybody. No. I'm, I'm about half as good as you are. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the half as old thing? What, what, come on. Uh, now, you do a lot of shooting, though. You, you we do, really... yeah. yeah, I try to. I mean, I, it's not like I was in my 20s, but uh, with the kids being of age now where they enjoy it, you know, being in their teenage years, uh, we have a lot more fun to be able to go out. I, I bet we go through... Five to ten thousand rounds a year now, um, so not as much as I once did. I used to go through a pallet a year, every year by myself, and uh, it's probably five to ten thousand. But of course, I'd say my kids are at least two thirds of that now. But uh, yeah, we really enjoy going out and shooting. I mean, every time we can, we, we go out and shoot. So, with as much shooting as you do, do you buy the ammo or do you buy the bullets, the shells, and the reloading? I buy the ammo for that stuff. It's nine millimeter. It's hard for me to sit down and make a box of ammo that I can go buy for 12 to $14. You spend the time, and I only have a single stage press. I'm sure if I spent 10 grand on all the automated stuff, it would go really fast, but for me, I have no need to oh, do wait that. A minute. How old is your son? <laughs> He's 15. Perfect. <laughs> I get him in on... Now, I do the rifle stuff. So the ones that I actually want to do loads a little bit different or tinker with or play with, um, I'll do those. I have a single old single-stage press I've had since I was like about 15 is when my dad bought it for me. And uh, I'll use it for rifle stuff. But, man, 9-millimeter ammo, I used to in college. I don't know why I did. And ammo was like $5 a box back then. And I used to sit there and load. And not special loads, nothing like that. It was just lead ball ammo because I shot so much. And uh, I thought it saved me money. And no, but now my, my time seems to be worth something, so I just I don't do that stuff. I do the rifle cartridges, though. Yeah, that's where you tell the 15-year-old, <laughs> you want to watch TV? This is what you have to do. That'd be, oh God, if I could just get him you, out of this. Your 15-year-old listening to me right now is going, get off the show. <laughs> get away from him. That's too much like work. Then he'd ask me how much I'm going to pay him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to eat dinner tonight? That's right. I'll send you a bill. I'll give you 20 bucks, but I'm going to send you a bill for everything I've provided you today. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, all right, well, if... if a lot of people do uh, the reloading thing, mm -hmm. and uh, if you, you, I mean, you got to shoot a lot to make it really yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. Um, there is a um, a story here about a woman who apparently is in trouble because, well, she bought a firearm and she lied on the NYX check. Yeah. It, and, and she's in big trouble for this. It's uh, it's surprising because I thought you could do that 
get caught red-handed, the whole country could know, and you you wouldn't you wouldn't be in trouble. Uh, now, the, now, I might have been misled because my example is Hunter Biden. Uh, but Bearing Arms has the story. Woman convicted for the same crime Hunter Biden allegedly committed. Um, uh, in this country, there is supposed to be one set of laws. All are bound by the same rules and regulations, at least in theory. In practice, eh, that's not the case. Uh, prime example, Hunter Biden. We have tons of evidence that he has done some shady stuff, but of particular interest here at Bearing Arms, which is where this article is, is how he has so far managed to evade prosecution for a crime that the DOJ is still charging, at least if you're not the son of a sitting president. Miracle Star Vaughn, 27-year-old woman from North Liberty, Iowa, sentenced last week to serve one year and a day in federal prison after pleading guilty to making false statements during the purchase of several firearms. Vaughn lied about her drug use on an ATF Form 4473 court document show. Two of the firearms she purchased were later found in the possession of convicted felons, one of whom is awaiting sentencing after pleading guilty to possession of a firearm by a prohibited person. Vaughn's 366-day prison sentence was the product of a plea agreement. After she completes her prison term, she must serve an additional three years of supervised release. Her false statements made her uh, uh, made about her drug use are similar to the false statements Hunter Biden allegedly made on October 12, 2018, when he answered no on an ATF Form 4473 when asked, "Are you an unlawful user of addicted uh, or addicted to marijuana or any uh, depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance?" Of course, we've uh, you know we've talked about it on this program in the past, but. Prima facie evidence that if you have the right connections, apparently you get some kind of break. <laughs> yeah. And and that question is probably, I think we would all sit here and say that's probably the question that's most lied about on the form. Um, it's just, yeah, we, we know that. We know that is most lied about. I will say I rarely see them do anything about that question uh, when when someone gets denied and they maybe checked all the boxes like they were supposed to, but they got denied. They asked for the form. Um, they'll, they'll usually ask me, send them a copy of the form. And I've asked them about that. I was like, okay, so what's next? What do you do after that? Most of the time they do nothing. They send a letter to the address provided or maybe a phone call unless someone has done a whole lot more, unless they're wanted for more or that's been coming up a lot. They send them a letter and say, don't, don't go try to buy a gun again. But uh, yeah, it is weird. We, I think we all know who you know, who you are, what you are. It well, does make a difference. We're up against the clock, but when we come back, I think we ought to talk about marijuana uh, yeah. and firearms purchases uh, because I think some people are still confused <laughs> in states where it's legal for recreational uh, or uh, medicinal purposes. Some people still want to go out and buy a gun, <laughs> and I'm going to give them, uh, well, you and I will give them some advice. <laughs> we got that and more. Don't forget show and tell coming up, Gary on guns. Yeah, and I'm here with Jordan from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. Give him the address. Uh, see, that's 1915 Paris Road in Columbia, Mo. Just think about the 1914 and add one. It's that easy to remember. <laughs> um, I was just there this weekend. Uh, no, last week I went in there and I bought a uh, I bought a holster yeah. for my uh, 1911. Um, 
I'm in a kind of a peculiar position because I can shoot with either hand. Yeah. And uh, I just, when I got my eyes checked, they said, you're, you're right eye dominant. <laughs> but I shoot left-handed usually. Yeah. So I got a right-handed holster, and I'm going to try and train more. Uh, like I said, I can yeah. shoot either hand, yeah. but I, I don't train a lot right-handed. Yep. So I'm going to... Which eye do you usually keep open? Uh, well, it depends. If I'm listening to Brian, <laughs> neither. It's the right to sleep. Uh, um, the beauty of a handgun is you, you can fake it on a handgun, the right and left, out to... Eh, 15 to 20 yards uh you can use a right hand with a left hand shot or right eye with a left hand shot vice versa and once you get past that 15 to 20 yards you start to notice accuracy problems but man at that three yard distance you, you yeah, yeah, yeah you can use either one <laughs> i have uh I, I shoot pool like a right hander yeah. i throw a baseball like a left hander i write with my left i mean it's, it's really yeah. it's and it's peculiar yeah. um so i'm gonna i'm gonna try that uh to see if i can get just that little edge. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it, I, you know, at least I tried. So you're usually a left-hand holster guy? Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll be the hardest part. It's just that yeah. initial instinct's going to be that jerk down to your left, and the last thing you want to go is go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then have to do it again. <laughs> Second too late there. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, the, the drug use thing. In a lot of states, including here in Missouri, you can use marijuana medically and uh, also recreationally. And a lot of people think, well, it's legal, so it's not a problem. But it is a problem, is it not? It is. It's the same as alcohol or intoxicants. You know, if you come in and you're clearly intoxicated, either by smell, observation, you know, that no, type it, of things. I, I but, can't, I'm not going to sell you a gun for that either. It's the exact same thing with the marijuana. However, the marijuana is still legal on the federal level. And we are regulated by a federal agency. So it is still not permissible for you to be a user of marijuana and purchase a firearm. So now I've never, I've not purchased marijuana, so I don't know what, uh, what identification you need to buy it. <laughs> but if you have to, if you go into a, a recreational or medicinal, and I'm sure medicinally you would, if you go in and you buy marijuana from a, a legal outlet in Missouri and you have to give up your identification, I'd be very, very leery about purchasing a gun because I don't know who the state shares that information with. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I have no idea about, and I, I haven't really talked to anybody that's done it. If they even show an ID, I assume they have to show something for at least age, but it is easier to buy a marijuana in Columbia than it is regular cigarettes. It's <laughs> less regulated because, um, you know, we're a 21 city here. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they share, if they share anything. I'm guessing the medicinal side, there would be a few more protections, but recreational side... I have no idea. Yeah. So, you know, make a choice. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, if anybody wants to, to share, you know, the information, I am curious. You go in to buy recreational marijuana in the state of Missouri or in Boone County, do you have to give them your ID? Do they, do they just look at it and go, all right, you're old enough? Or do they look at it and jot information down or make a copy of it? Uh, if somebody wants to call us, 800-529-5572. Uh, and this applies to every state in the union. It doesn't it's not just Missouri? Yeah. Uh, if you have to give up that ID, you have no way of knowing for sure into whose hands uh, that ID falls, and it you know you could end up perjuring yourself <laughs> on the next check. And unless your name is Hunter Biden, <laughs> you're going to find yourself <laughs> perhaps in a heap of trouble. Uh, let me see. We got uh, we got a caller on the line. Let's see what. Uh, 
Kevin, have you bought recreational marijuana? I have not, but I used to smoke pot when I was a kid, and so I have friends that still smoke pot that never quit, but I'm a nurse and, and never can. Um, but I wanted to go in and see it, and they actually take your driver's license and scan it in um, to a computer. Now, uh, I'm more than willing to, you know, give up the hair samples and all that stuff if, if the, they come knocking. Um, I just wanted to see it because back when I was a kid, it was like, oh, someday this is going to be, be legal and this going to be great. Um, so I wanted to see what the operation was like. Um, it was very strict. You know, they only let a few people in where the weed was at one time, um, but they scan in your driver's license. Uh, that's, see, I'd be worried. I'd be scared to death. Uh, about who gets a copy of that? Yeah, I I am too. But like I said, I I'm, I'm a nurse. Uh, don't do drugs at all, um, and and would be willing to prove it in any method possible. They can take your your uh, piece of thumbnail and and tell back about a year or so. So I'm really not concerned about it too much. Really, a thumbnail will go back a year? Yeah, you can you, you can go back quite some time. And they can even check for alcohol. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Huh. Well, all right. Well, I appreciate that's, it. That's how it is. They do scan you in. So, you know, if you have a concealed carry, you know, they may come knocking on your door and you might have to give up a thumbnail. So, <laughs> thumbnail. All right, Kevin, thank you. Glad uh, to, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. I think I just hung up on Kevin. 874 uh, 9390 if you're local, but toll free number is 800 529 5572. Wherever you're at, just if you're a concealed carry permit holder or you're buying a gun, you don't want to have that haunt you. Um, I don't think it, it makes any sense logically. Um, you can go out and buy alcohol, yeah. uh, and then uh, next week go out and buy a gun, and that's all right. But if you buy marijuana, you're in trouble. They wanted to change it, but they're not going to. They're not going to make... This administration cannot possibly do anything that would allow more people to have firearms, to make it easier to grab a firearm, no matter what. Even if they agree with the logic behind it, that uh, marijuana should not be a problem. Uh, there's there's just no way this administration could could possibly allow more people to get a firearm. Just, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's their religion. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me go get Gary on the line here. Gary, good morning. How are you? Hey, real good. How are you, sir? Doing well. So you all have a question about uh, for medical marijuana and for arms. So if you have to qualify to get a uh, medical marijuana card, you, you have to send in your driver's license, and everything else goes to the state. And the state does have that, to have a medical marijuana card. So they do have your information. Uh, I used it for uh, the companies for my arthritis, and I tried it. I didn't like it. It's not the same. But either way, now you've got me a little, a little worried. But I had my concealed carry for years. It used to be in law enforcement. I still have my concealed carry. I wonder if that's an issue. Does anyone have a comment on that? Well, it's asking, as far as I understand the question on the form, it's still just mm -hmm. asking if you are currently addicted to or a user of those narcotics. Oh, so, no. yeah, I think that yeah. I think you'd be fine as long as you, you've stopped using it because it's asking if you're currently a user. Yeah, I try. You know, you have your medical doctors and they can say you can try some of this here for your arthritis. You know, and I thought, well, let me try this. But 
I'm not a druggie, so I, I, I was a little leery anyhow with all the information. Yeah. yeah. But uh, either way, I don't do it. So, I mean, I'm super clean. Mm. But uh, I just want to know, since they had my information, if you were to purchase a gun, is that going to show up or something? Man. See, that's the that's the big question. We don't know. I don't know what the state does. And, and maybe it doesn't. The state under... does keep all that stuff. I know yeah. they sent it in and a picture. Um, yeah, people and, don't have a clue about all that. I mean, and yeah. maybe this Republican administration doesn't share that information. But maybe Correct. the next Democrat in, uh, administration says, yeah, we'll share that information. Correct. They may store it somewhere. I'm sure they're keeping it somewhere because uh, they wouldn't have took all of our information <laughs> just for yeah. their uh, purpose. You know, I'm sure they've got some agenda down the road to control firearms. You know, I know they're trying to take away any way they can. Yeah. And this would be a good way to... Some people probably didn't understand, and I probably got myself snagged up there. I had my concealed carry already, but I just want to make sure this was not a problem. I, I don't think it is. Well, if it's yeah. current, <laughs> if you're currently using or addicted... You're, no, you should no, be. No. You're not lying, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's how. That's how yeah. my non-professional opinion believes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No. 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 I I tried it as little gummy things, and I thought, what in the hell? It didn't do nothing but make you loopy, and I was like, I'm done with this. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. All right, guys. I hope that helps you. Out. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Glad to have you on uh, Gary on Guns. Rodney. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, doll. Uh, a comment on scanning driver's license. I I uh, have not and will not buy marijuana, but I don't allow anyone to scan my driver's license. Uh, I am currently having issues with one of the grocery stores here in town. They won't sell me a 12-pack of beer without scanning my driver's license. I drew a line in the sand and said no. I buy the beer somewhere else. Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. The and I, uh, I have been uh, lied to. Uh, the the well, store. The bottom. Manager. The bottom line is, you've decided, and rightly so, you're not going to let them scan your driver's license. They don't need it to sell you a beer. All right, thank you, Rodney. I appreciate it. Glad to have you on the uh, Gary on Guns program. I, by the way, try not to show my driver's license because the cops give me a ticket just for showing the picture. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> that 1914 date of birth really gets people. That's how you can remember our address. That was Sorry. a great photo, too, that you took. <laughs> Brian. All right, what, I'll see you guys next week. We, you know, the, <laughs> no, you won't. The people, <laughs> you're done, buddy. Hey, you're done. <laughs> the people at Department of Revenue have that picture Up in, in the, the back, back room. room. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, for a little entertainment at lunch. Hey, hey well, look at this. If somebody is <laughs> <if somebody's> depressed. <laughs> uh, this is true. I, I went and I, I'll tell I, we're up against the clock. I'll tell you the story and grab some phone calls. Uh, you're listening to Gary on Guns. Welcome. Glad to have you with us on Gary on Guns. Uh, Jordan is in from Potterhorn Guns and Archery. Uh, I went in to get my driver's license. And uh, they took the picture. And then they gave me a paper copy of the picture uh, of the driver's license. till the license would show up at the house. And I looked at the picture and I went, oh, my God, you can't. You, you can't scar me like this. You, you Let me take another photograph. I'll pay for it. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> the picture was so hideous that uh, I'm convinced they have it hung up in the break room uh, over on Vandiver. And, and whenever somebody is feeling a little depressed, 
They go back there and look at the photograph, and they just start laughing, and they feel better. <laughs> it can be worse, guys. It can be worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Looked like I got hit in the face with a bag of nickels. I mean, it really is. It's a bad picture. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, Brian saw it, and he was in hysterics. Uh, does he have a copy of it? Uh, no, thank God. Oh, He's, yeah, because you don't want Brian to have something like that. <laughs> That's not safe. If you hunt around, they are available online. Oh, right now, here, yeah. you, are really, you really don't want to be on this show anymore. I'm going to talk right. to I'm, I'm going to talk to Todd because he's, he's probably a nice guy. Todd, good morning. Hello, Todd. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing well, thank you. So I just wanted to bring up the uh, to your attention and every all of your listeners' attention that you know I'm a retired military guy. Uh, went over to the VA here over in Columbia here about six months ago to get my VA rating uh, up and went to a DAV specialist to get help from him to fill out the paperwork. And, I, you know, I did. I don't have PTSD. I've been through a lot of things in the military. I was a medic in the military for 20 years. So, But anyways, I went there and I was talking to him about PTSD and what it would be if, you know, what would happen if if I actually put in for something like that. And he told me that, uh, as far as the guns go, he goes. If if you let them know that you have, you know, that you want to be seen for PTSD or whatever, they they will have control of your guns. Wow. The VA will. The VA. And I don't think that that guy actually works there anymore because I went in there a couple weeks ago to see if he was there and he was gone. But I don't know if that's the reason why he was giving bad information. But he was letting me know that, you know, if you if you tell them that you have some sort of you know anxiety or or. PTSD like a lot of these guys do. Man, I lost a brother last year that spent 20 years in the military and, and shot himself in the backyard after taking a kid home that had a, that had lost his leg in Iraq. You know, it's just it's just horrible what's going on with these guys. But uh, yeah, as far as losing our you know our constitutional rights, you know that's something that we don't we don't uh, we don't we're not going to stand for actually. But anyways, I just want to uh, tell you guys good morning and uh, God bless America. You bet, and Todd, God bless you. Thank you for what you did. Yeah, Bob. All right. Take care. Glad to have you on Carry On Guns. It really is kind of a, a, it's a complicated, it's a maze. It really, it is. You don't want people who are mentally ill uh, and violently right. so to be carrying guns, but people have a constitutional right to defend themselves. And just because you got some counseling or you were depressed doesn't mean that you're a danger. And And this comes up. We we have this come up. We we are contacted by people. Uh, military does it. Um, I'll tell you, having an Air Force base near some of our locations, um, they have come to us before and said, "Hey, we think this guy's off. We're gonna when he comes in, let us know. We're gonna come grab him and take him to counseling." We've had that happen. Uh, take him to counseling, and then counselor has said he's not a harm to himself, and they've come back to do a transaction, and then we're stuck there going. Oh, my gosh. I want this guy to have his constitutional rights. I don't want to take those away. But as a businessman, in the back of my head, I'm going, man, if I let this guy do this and something happens, they're not going to care about what the doctor said. They're not going to care about everything else that happened. Somebody's going to sue me 1,000%. And, and you're caught in this dichotomy because the, the government wants this. They want us to have to make the decision. I've had people come and say things before about I mean. Your wife could call me today, Gary, and say, I don't know. He's been acting a little fishy. Oh, God. And, and if she just says that, I'm under no obligation to do anything about it. But the obligation is that if a reasonable person would think that you were lying on the form, which there's a question on there about are you crazy, are you not, um, 
if I if a reasonable person thought you were possibly lying about that, I have a duty to not sell you that firearm. But it's one hundred percent up to me and my interpretation of what I think about you, and that's a problem. I mean, it puts all the load on gun dealers versus people that might actually know how to tell if people have mental problems or not. Wow, three hundred and thirty million people in this country over yeah. that actually, yeah. uh, and it only takes a handful. To give the rest of us a bad name. And and literally, that's what happens. Yep. Have you had people actually walk into the store and you just size them up and go, nah, I'm just, I'm not, no. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to do. It takes a confident person to do that um, because you will start double, you'll start guessing yourself again because you'll look and go, no. But why am I saying that? Am I saying that because of the way they're walking, the clothes they're wearing, the color of their skin, their gender? You start a non a person that doesn't have a lot of confidence in themselves will start double guessing that, and I get it. I get it when you don't have a bunch of confidence. You're like, wait, wait, am I, am I really making this fair? Or are they just not like me? So I'm not doing this, and it's hard. But uh, yeah, you, you absolutely by what they say, by what they do, um, we, we we don't sell some people guns just because of that. I think, and now I'm, I'm getting a little bit off the gun track, but I think <laughs> that humans have a kind of an instinct yeah. about each other. Uh, when I was tending bar, when I was in the family business, somebody would walk in the door. And I would just, I would get a feeling. I would know <laughs> yeah. this guy is a problem. I don't want him in here. Yeah. And I wouldn't serve him. And any time, and it only happened like twice, so I guess the any time is twice, <laughs> I ignored it. It turned out to be a problem. Yeah. So uh, I imagine it's almost the same thing with you. Yes. You get a, a kind of an instinct about somebody. It's the way they they look at you, the way they carry themselves, and you think, yeah, no, I don't want that, anything to do that with That bad this. chili feeling is what we used to call it. Bad yeah, that, that bad chili feeling in your in your stomach that something's just, just not right. Yeah, I imagine it, uh, that's a, <laughs> a it, it's got to be a real concern. Yeah, it is. Because uh, we are so litigious in this country. Yeah. Uh, and it could happen somewhere down the road. It could be a year or two out. You know, I, why did you sell this to him? And we've got no protections. So if I decide not to sell him one, they, they can sue me for for being a problem, but uh, yeah, no protections. Wow. <laughs> Show and tell coming up on Gary on Guns.